When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Tom Kelly is with us for our uh, every other week baseball conversation. Uh, Last time we talked, sir, I was a little worried about Barrios. Uh, The kid's made a nice uh, bounce back here about his last three starts, hasn't he? Hello? Hey, Tom. Yeah. You got me? Barrios is uh, terrific. He's he looks. Uh, you can see when he's calm and relaxed out there. He 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 can really throw the baseball. He's fun to watch pitch, and and uh, he's got the breaking ball working. I guess that was a little bit of the nemesis there mm-hmm. for a couple weeks or a week or so. But he uh, starts throwing it sharp again, and and uh, he you know he's just fun to watch. He's got a chance to give you a, a real good start just about every time he goes out there. So couldn't be happier for him. He's he's a good kid. So. Let's hope he does well. And uh, it was somebody, uh, you know, maybe just sat down and had a nice uh, conversation with him or something. Yeah. He did seem over-amped for a couple of times out. Yeah. And then uh, uh, re- really good the last three times. Yeah, and it's, it's, you know, just getting, you lose a little confidence here or there. And before you know it, it snowballs a little bit. And, and uh, yeah, uh, I imagine the Garvin had a nice talk with him and, and uh uh, they settled him down, and, and he's done well. So let's hope he keeps it going because uh, he uh, is definitely needed without a question. What uh, does he uh, remind you of anybody? Well, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, you're testing me already. <laughs> We've only been on for a minute and getting tested. Uh, yes. Let's see. I think, uh, uh, like, well, we had so many young ones yeah, go through. Right. Uh Racky was more composed. Uh, Viola was composed. Uh, I, I thought from the start, uh, he, he not so much him. I'm trying to think. Uh, Johan was, uh, of course, we used him out of the bullpen mm-hmm. the first year, trying to get him through the uh, the uh, rule five rule thing. five thing. Yeah. So uh, so. And, you know, once Johan got the changeup going, then he was a different guy. So, I don't know, Pat. It's, uh, you know, you remember guys like uh, uh, Willie Banks or Pat Mahomes. Uh, uh, you know, had good arms, but, you know, a little flighty at times on the mound. And, uh, uh, you know, you, you know something's there, but, you know, you're trying to get it out of them on a consistent basis. But, uh, so... These kind of things with the young pitchers, you really have to be patient. And, and uh, I think the uh, 
the other young fella, he's going to probably be in the same boat. And, Ra- uh, Romero? Romero, and uh, let's hope, uh, you know, he can tighten up the strike zone a little bit better and, and uh, get the pitch count down where he can start pitching seven, eight innings, and and uh, that would be uh, the, a good formula for the Twins if you march those two fellas out there and feel pretty good about your chances. Uh, Gibson's, uh, what, ten games in a row he hasn't got a decision or a win, but right. uh, I th- I, I kind of like him better than I did a couple of years ago. Oh, that's for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. He's, he's uh, really turned it around uh, well, at least two, three years, Pat, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, unfortunately, last year he got the most runs that, uh, by a human being ever, <laughs> and this year he's having trouble yeah. getting some. Right. So that's why the you know he's he's pitched competitively, and uh, certainly has given the ball club a good chance to win. But he hasn't been able to get the runs that that he got last year. He's probably wishing he he could have saved some of them runs. You know he was in what fifteen runs. He was in a couple of them games where there were some big numbers going oh, yeah. on the board. So uh, he's probably wishing he had some of those. Twins went into yesterday with a two thirty five team batting average. Uh, mm. uh, you never, you never. Have, of course, the the league is <laughs> the league average is down. You never had anyone that hit the hit teams that hit that low. But man, when you get a team that can't score runs, it's tough business. Yeah, you have to wait it out. Uh, there's these ebb and flows uh, for the season, as we all know, and. Uh, when things go bad like that, uh, you can stand on your head, jump up and down. <laughs> you can bring cheerleaders or do cheers and on the field. Whatever you want to do, march bands. It doesn't matter. Something good's going to have to happen. <laughs> and until something good happens, uh, things will not turn around. So you have to be patient. And you don't like it, but you, uh, you know, we brought the holy water in couple times from church and and brought them in through through the holy water on the bats uh-huh. you know we you know you do everything to try to get the players out of it but there's no quick fixes there's you just got to be patient uh, it was nice to see 12 hits go on the board uh you get a couple walks mixed in and you got you know 14 15 base runners and you're gonna you know you're bound to score a few now kansas city Last night did that, but they didn't get a hit either. You know, uh, really, when I think what they leave on fifteen, yeah, seventeen. So it was some big crooked numbers. So uh, you know, there was plenty of opportunities out there. It was nice, nice to see Dozier hit a couple balls to the opposite way, or hit one up the middle and one to right, uh, sort of flared it in there, and uh, it was a nice base hit. So uh, it's nice to see him get a couple hits, especially the opposite field. Uh, the uh, in the modern era of what we call social media, uh, we get to see uh, what the uh, people are thinking, and uh, one of those it was uh, uh, this team has no life in it. And my theory to that is, hmm. it's been always thus. When a team's not hitting, mm-hmm. they don't look like they have any life in them. Yeah. Every time somebody goes up to the plate, they want to get a hit. It's not, sure. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's funny. Yeah, I, I remember managing. And doing the radio shows on every Sunday with Sid. Yes. And when we weren't doing too well, and that was, you know, somewhat often, uh, it, your team, it's your team, but then in 91, <laughs> I remember our team. It was our team. Yes. The team's doing so well, and blah, blah, blah. But uh, your team, it was, it, the language changed. It was, you know, so, uh, 
it's one of them things. It's just the way it is. And and uh, as long as people are talking about the game and are interested in the game and, and uh, ex- get excited about the game, that's all good. Hey, uh, Jan Allen, uh, I was talking to him this spring. Uh, he's AAA hitting coach Correct. again this year and uh, is a hard worker at it, a big fan of Mitch Garber's, and we're starting to see a little more of that, don't you think? A little more of that good yeah. stroke. Mitch, uh, He's dangerous to start with. You know, mm-hmm. He can pop one on you if you're not careful, and and uh, he gets that off-speed pitch and sort of you know hang a little bit. He can jolt it, and he's gotten some key hits. We talked about that before. He wasn't the greatest batting average, yeah. but he was getting some key hits that knocked in some runs, and and they were meaningful runs. So uh, those kind of uh, guys, you got to keep trying to keep them around because they they can do something, especially when it counts. You know, when the score is seven to two. You know, when you get a base hit, well, that's great. You know, now we're seven to three, or it's, uh, you know, we get another run eight, whatever. But you know, getting those hits when it counts is is really important. So uh, you got to give Mitch a shot at it. Uh, I think the the thing they're probably worried about is the catching part. Yeah. Uh, a couple balls got away from him here and there this past week, but. Uh, Again, that's just something uh, I think he's maybe acclimating a little bit more uh, to the pitching staff, especially at the major league level. And, and uh, I think he'll get it. Uh, he's a sharp kid. He's he's not a dummy, and, and uh, he, he, he'll get it. So I'm confident he's going to be a solid guy. I don't know if he's ever going to be a big 300 hitter and, you know, 30 home runs or anything like this, but I think he'd be a solid he so, seems like he throws well, too. Oh, I mean, my. He, yeah, he throws the ball. Yeah. No question about that. Yeah. Hey, uh, Milwaukee, uh, mm-hmm. yesterday, they're 32 and 20 now. Uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. they win a ball game. They got 42,000 on Memorial Day mm-hmm. at home. That town is, ever yeah. since that year, they signed CC. They, they tried to win. They didn't win. Right. I mean, they got to the playoffs. Man, that has turned into a heck of a baseball town. Yeah. Right? You know, you look at the standings in a couple of. I think somebody was getting on uh, the the manager of the Phillies and, and yeah yeah and, and my friend Leo down in Florida he was making fun of the Phillies. <laughs> they said, "Look at the Phillies now, you know, they're doing pretty good." And yeah. the manager got a lot smarter in the last uh, month or so, and uh, uh, the Brewers have just been terrific. Uh, uh, they look like they come to play. And remember when we played them, they didn't have Braun didn't play. Yeah, of course, right. injuries are all part of it, uh, both teams. But mm-hmm. uh, and I see he got three, four hits uh, yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, they've they've scored thirty-seven runs in four games or something. Yeah, I make mean, you uh, smart when you're managing, boy. You see them crooked numbers go up. You get smarter. I'll tell you that. And they, uh, you know, we all love Target Field, but they wouldn't trade that uh, dome for oh, anything my, down the there. They draw like crazy. Oh, but... the ball goes so quick. <laughs> in there and goes, you know, the worst thing happened to us many years ago was we hit, we had seven home runs or something and there were five or seven home runs of one game and, and uh, you know, Jock Jones and Tory and all the boys, they were all hooping and hollering <laughs> and, you know, but, you know, the next day it was a different story when everybody's swinging and hit it over the fence and now they're not and, oh boy, it's just another challenge, but the ball really travels over there, there's no question. You guys went in there in 0-2, man, 57-33, and 33, playing great, and uh, Guzman got hurt, and that was sort of Waterloo right there yeah, in Milwaukee. Yeah, a lot of people 
would have professed if, uh, professed that we might have won that thing or mm-hmm. at least won the division if, if Guzzi didn't get hurt. But uh, um, that was unfortunate that uh, he went down. We really couldn't replace him. So. Yep. And that was his probably his best year, too. He was uh, terrific. Yep. What about, uh, have you got to see the Gopher baseball team at all, man? That was fun to watch. I watched uh, the last two games. Yep. And uh, they were, they, you know, as the announcers were talking about, their defense plays well, and, and uh, they seem to be in the right spots and all that stuff, and the cutoffs, the relays, and all them things that John Anderson, I'm, I'm sure, has preached over the years. Uh, just done a terrific job, and a couple of young kids uh, look like they can throw the ball pretty pitchers, good. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you get the pitchers to uh, have the confidence to throw it over the plate, and uh, you know, and, and of course, within that, they do strike people out. But because uh, uh, that big right-hander ball really moves, yeah, really Fredrickson, well, yeah, and uh, it looks like he could induce some mm. ground balls and, and swings and misses. So. Um, he, you know, the players uh, respond well to the pitchers that throw it over, and, and uh, they're ready to make plays, and they look like they can make the plays. So, uh, is that Pedersen, uh, the brother? I think he is, yeah. I mean, yeah he's a, I tell you what, they, I'm going to play him to left field. Every hit I've seen him get, yeah, he slaps there to left field, man. Like his uh, brother, same way. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was good to see him playing, and... and uh, uh, of course, Favre. And, Favre's uh, kid. Yeah. This is the third uh, son, and this one's yep. uh, this one's uh, really a player. He's a yeah. shortstop, and he yeah. can hit. Yeah, he he hit that ball over the fence the other day. I didn't think he hit it that well. <laughs> it went way up there. I went, oh my! And uh, in that, that ball, impressive. In that ballpark, that's uh, hitting it out there because they designed that ballpark for aluminum bats, and then they switched their bats, and yeah. nobody hits any home runs there. Yeah, and there wasn't anybody in the. In the and then, ballpark, so that didn't heat anything up. But uh, it was, uh, of course, it was warm. But uh, uh, <clears throat> they, he showed a lot of power with that swing. Did you see the kid? Uh, did you see the left fielder throw the guy out at the plate? I sure did. That was about everything you would want a kid yeah. to do, huh? Yeah, he he charged the ball well and and uh, came in and and caught, he caught the ball perfect. Yes, off the left foot, and and uh, he came up and threw it, and and uh, went right by the cutoff man, and and uh, took the bounce was a little bit off to the uh, opposite side, but that was a pretty good throw, and a catcher made a good play by catching the ball. And Danny Wilson's kid, the yeah, catcher, nice, nice, good for him. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, they uh, I've seen them three, four times, man. They always catch the ball. That's the one thing they do. That so. sure helps. I'll tell you that. <laughs> You were always a big believer in that, weren't you? We catch the ball and we'll take our chances. (laughs) All right. Thank you, sir. All right, Patrick. Talk to you in a couple of weeks. Tom Kelly, catch the ball, take your chances. That's that's a pretty dang good philosophy for this Gopher baseball team. Sitting shotgun on the ride with Royce. Have a nice ride. On 1500 ESPN. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. All right. Well, the uh, iTunes player on the uh, computer, Patrick, doesn't want to play the goal right now, and it's uh, not being very kind to me. Let me see if I can try this again here. Yep, it doesn't want to play. Ah, 
Uh, the Golden Knights bring the uh, puck into the uh, end of the other team. And, Passes uh, it to the man. Passes Passes it to the right. goes the dynamite. And he scores. William Carlson scores again. <laughs> Who the hell is this guy? I think I could have been a I could have been a Steve Cannon. Oh, you would be. I could have been a Steve yes. Cannon like the uh, puck is thirteen down, over to twelve down below. <laughs> it is. They're bringing the puck right down onto the far end of our CCO microphones and twelve passes to fourteen. Do you think those tapes exist somewhere? <laughs> I don't know. Oh man, that would be I, great. Would be good. I I think I'd be a little Manny. Of course, is a veteran. Yeah, uh, Rose. He's the pro. The voice of the Roseau Rams. Yeah, I, I would have had a little trouble with that. Anyway, today's sports person of the day, William Wild Bill Carlson, uh, the forty-three goal scorer of the Las Vegas Golden Knights, uh, got a, got the first one last night in the finals. Uh, for uh, Vegas, got him off to a 1-0 start, his seventh goal of the playoffs. That means William Carlson has scored 50 goals for the Las Vegas Knights. Yikes. Previously in the National Hockey League, he scored, uh, played 18 games for Anaheim in 2014-15, scored two goals, played... Uh, three games for Columbus in 2014-15, scored one goal. Are you guys counting these up now? Mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. that's three goals in 21 games. 2015-16, Columbus, 11 goals in 81 games. 2016-17, 19 goals in, no, six goals in 81 games. 162, 165. Uh, 183 games, 2, 3, 12, 18 goals, right? 18 goals. Mm-hmm. This year, with the Golden Knights, he has 43 goals in 82 games during the regular season. And here's the good part. We give the Wild a hard time for keeping Charlie Coyle and the boys and got got rid of Harry Collin and and Alex, Alex Tuck, Tuck right? Yep. They basically made a deal. Please don't take Charlie. <laughs> Please don't take one of our defensemen, and we'll uh, let you have Tuck and Hollow, right? And we get on the guys in Golden in uh, Florida because they let the two guys, they that, yeah, let right. the Frenchie and Riley Smith go. Uh, two great players. How about this one? Uh, June 21, 2017, Carl Carlson was exposed by the Blue Jackets, and the Vegas Golden Knights claimed him in the expansion draft. To get them to take William Carlson, Columbus gave a first-round pick to Vegas oh and a second-round pick in 2019, and the contract of injured forward David Clarkson with the agreement that the Golden Knights would select Carlson. Was it a money thing? Uh, They apparently didn't think he could play. Wow. They apparently didn't think he could score. And now he has 43 goals. Carlson has spent the 2017-18 season centering Riley Smith and Jonathan Marchessault. Marchessault, whatever the hell it is. Uh, Anyway... And I got people on Twitter last night complaining to me about the NBA being manufactured and rigged. Unbelievable. Well, anyway, a 
Uh, well, what also is interesting Carlson is... Carlson was a runner-up in goal scoring. Second in the league in goal scoring with 43. What also Unreal. is interesting is that 43 goals not only led the, the Vegas Golden Knights this year, I believe it's a franchise record. Yes, it is a franchise <laughs> record. Yeah. Many franchise records. Uh, do we have any Vegas... Uh, Vegas rookies who they refer to as career. They'd, nothing drives me crazier than they refer to a rec- rookie as having a career high. Right. <laughs> you haven't had a career. You're a rookie. You know, the one career. thing, though, it was funny the first time is the long-suffering Vegas <laughs> Golden Vegas, Knights fans. Yeah, now everybody does. It's like, okay, it was funny the first time we did it, but we can In stop fact, with that. I almost sent that joke out a week ago and then said, wait, this has had to be done a hundred times. Right. So I didn't do that. I I like to be original with my absurd remarks. (laughs) That's right. Anyway, William Carlson gets the Sports Person of the Day Award, had the first goal last night. And we promised you it did happen. It did exist. Also clanged uh, another. He had another big chance that the guy made a hell of This The uh, Holtby actually made a save on it. It wasn't one that just happened to hit him. He did make make a very good save on Carlson. Carlson could add two. But the Knights are going to win it, and uh, people are feeling sorry for the Las Vegas sportsbooks. Don't worry. They'll figure they'll something out. They'll make their money back. They'll, they'll figure be okay. something out. All right. We'll be back. Johnny Height not here today. I don't know. Did he get his yard work done in the rain? Man, no, he's probably been... just getting hammered in his That's garage. Right. Well, he could be. Uh, he'll be drinking a fine beer. He doesn't. Uh, he, he's he's become a uh, beer connoisseur. Here's Very Chris Reavers, another beer connoisseur. Thank you, Patrick. This report sponsored by NBC. Summer's number one hit returns. It's a new season of America's Got Talent with Heidi Howie, Mel B, Simon, and host Tyra Banks. Followed by the premiere of World of Dance tonight, only on. NBC. What time is that World of Dance? I got. I don't want to miss that one. Is that anything like Dance with the Stars? Seven or eight. I would is that guess. Yeah. anything like uh, World of Stars? I, I think so. I think so. Okay. She watches one of those shows. I don't know which mm-hmm. one. That one I want to see shows. Kareem dance. Did that, is that over already? I think it is. Okay. Uh, Major League Baseball believes interference should have been called on Chicago Cubs star Anthony Rizzo's slide at home plate last night against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh-huh. Both teams have been informed of MLB's decision, which differs from the call on the field and the umpire's video review. Rizzo took out the legs of Pirates catcher Elias Diaz in the eighth inning last night on a forced play at the plate, prompting Pittsburgh manager Clint Hurdle to call it open season on catchers. Rizzo was easily out at home when the ground ball hit to shortstop Sean Rodriguez, but as Diaz turned to throw to first base for the double play, Rizzo slid into his legs before crossing home, and Diaz's throw sailed into right field, allowing two runs Do to score. Do we have another game today in Pittsburgh between these two uh, teams, I would guess? Huh? I would think so, since yesterday was, would, might have been uh, the opener. Because, yeah, because the Cubs would, were playing the Giants on I Sunday. I would uh, guess that we might, have, uh, we might have an altercation. Yeah, uh, that would be a good, uh, that would be a good uh, guess. They, they, will give a, they will issue the warning when, before the game starts, but uh, that won't mean anything. John Lester against a kid named uh, Kingman, uh, Kingham, who was... Hmm. Uh, Pretty good uh, early on. Oh, I actually saw him pitch yes, in spring he training. A, he had like a no-no going for a while, his first start in the big leagues. Matthew Collar has a couple of pieces worth noting right now online at 1500ESPN.com. Michael Kendricks is set to meet with the Vikings after being released by the Super Bowl champion Eagles uh, last week. You have to wait for Collar. Who told you that? Mr. Football happened? did. Who told you that when it happened? Mm-hmm. I promised you that he would... Uh, 
probably be a Viking. Michael, of course, the brother of Eric Kendricks. Uh, he mm. also has a pretty interesting piece on Kirk Cousins' personal quarterback coach, Jeff Christensen, on the huh? website. Never heard of him. Yeah, he's a... He's I know a, Joe Christensen from Faribault, Minnesota. That's right. I, I think know. this is a different guy. Yeah, I don't think Joe would be a very good quarterback right. coach. <laughs> now, when you fill in for John Hyde, is there a quota of... Of courses that you need to get in over yes. the course of the it's day. It's mandated in my contract. you got to get yep. at least five in per day. I'm also supposed to belittle everybody else, too, about anything music-related, but I didn't really feel that that was necessary today. <laughs> One woman from New York took out her frustrations for her son's high school coaching staff during Briarcliff's Section 1 baseball quarterfinal playoff game. Fans spotted a plane sporting a banner that read, quote, Fire coaches Schrade and Kowalczyk, end quote. The banner referred to the team's head coach, John Schrader, and assistant Walter Kowalczyk. What's so bizarre about the anger is that Briarcliff has been the number one seed in Class B for the past two seasons and finished the regular season at 17-3 and three this Briar year. Briarcliff sounds like, now Briarcliff is a famous women's college, right? But this know. is, uh, this is a, I think this is a high school, high school in, in New York. Yeah. Sounds like it might be a bit uppity there, that if you can afford to hire a plane to uh, rip the coaches. Well, Pat, according to the News Journal, a woman paid the company, an aerial advertising company, <laughs> Twelve hundred and fifty dollars to fly the sign over the high school for thirty uh, yeah. minutes. That's a lot, right there. Uh, the identity of the woman remains undisclosed. The owner of the advertising agency said that such requests are very look common. on your bench for a senior who's not playing tonight <laughs> with a rich. Parent. His mom did it. And rich parents. I think we can isolate that one uh, pretty easy. And this one uh, for you, Manny Hill. The upcoming Olympic Channel, home of Team USA, which is launching Saturday on a number of cable systems and streaming services, will air all eight original broadcasts on eight consecutive nights of the 1992 Dream Team. Nice. Okay, good for that. The games debut on Monday, August 28th at 8 p.m. I thought you loved the Dream Team. You don't like this? I love the Dream Team, but it's not if you're if you're expecting a nail biter. Don't. Well, that's true. Uh, you know. <laughs> Bleep Angola. You want to get these? Don't forget to miss that. Don't miss that Angola game where they won by a 90 and Charles elbowed the poor. The only, the only nail biter was the final against Croatia, right? when they won by, what, 40 yeah, or whatever it was. Like by the way, once again, great entertainment over the weekend. Uh, saw a couple of ads for the World Cup. <laughs> I cannot help but laugh uproariously every time Fox tries to get me interested in the World Cup. We don't care because we lost to Trinidad and Tobago. Well, now, wait a minute. Idiots. Now, the World Cup is over in Russia this year, right? Yes. So are, are we going to do a primetime preview at all? Is it going to oh, be? Oh, hell yes. But know, I think the game is the match is going to be over overnight? I don't know. Well, we will. Uh, but we'll as do I whatever said, it takes to ruin your experience. As I said, <laughs> it, if we only had to play either Trinidad or Tobago. Right, it would have been class, even. we had to play both of them, it was unfair to us. We're too small of a country. They're a super team. That's right. <laughs> even though they didn't make it either. <laughs> we'll be back. The ride with Royce now continues. First of all, 69, offense. He's giving them the business. It's time for Late Hits. Brandon Marshall has been signed by the Seattle Seahawks. 
Now, yeah. earlier we heard they weren't interested, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So they must have been driving the price down. Uh, and uh, they must have looked at their receivers and said, uh, okay, we'll thank him. 34 years old. By the way, they're slapping her together out there in Seattle. They, they are, got, they are not they got caught in salary cap hell. Yeah. And uh, they, they know what their defense, and they let had to let uh, Sherman, go. Sherman go and a bunch of guys. Traded Michael Bennett. Uh, but Brandon Marshall, how big a pain in the ass do you have to be he caught 102 passes in 07, 104 in 08, 101 in 09 in Denver, 118 in Chicago in 2012, 100 in 2013. I was just going to say, he's got to be like his 7th or 18th yeah, now, doesn't 109 he? with the Jets, and everybody can't stand to have him around. He only caught 59 last year, 34 years old. He's, uh, was he with he the was, Giants last year? Uh, Jets. I think he was still with Jets, the Jets. He's played with he? the Jets and the Giants. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he's he's going to, if he plays at all, he'll go over 1,000 receptions. He's got 959. Uh, amazingly productive. Fourth rounder out of Central Florida in uh, 2006. So uh, Still one of my best. Uh, quite a career. Still one of my favorite injury stories ever. You guys remember when he hurt his hand when he slipped on a McDonald's bag and put his hand through the glass of his entertainment center mm-hmm. oh I can't by accident. Oh, yeah, that was one that of my one, favorites. I can't remember He slipped on a McDonald's and bag. And the Seahawks, by the way, are his uh, sixth team. Wow. I have a question for you, gentlemen. Okay. Here uh, we are. Our, uh, soccer, our U.S. soccer team not having progressed to the World Cup that's, I just love this. It's so funny. It tickles you with it's, joy. It does. It's fantastic. But because a we don't have because we are now allowed not to pay any attention to it. That's a, you know it's, it's not a it's not a bitter reason. It's just right. so we can ignore it completely. Okay, so I, I'm fine with that. And they went to Fox. They're not in ESPN anymore, so we don't have to worry about it at all. Right. But they're playing a bunch of youth now. They're playing a bunch of young guys, which seem, would seem like a good idea. We're rebuilding. And, and we beat hated Bolivia 3-0 yesterday Okay, with some of these youth. And one of the stars of that team is an 18-year-old guy named Timothy Weah, who's playing for the U.S. He was born in New York City in 2000. His father is the president of Liberia. How come he's playing for us? What? Why is he playing for us? His dad was over here playing, and his dad was a great Star of soccer, international soccer. Okay. Well, he's now the president of Liberia. He ran for president or prime minister or whatever the hell the job is, and he won. The kid can't be playing for the United States of America. I know he was born here. I know he has citizenship. But go play for your dad in Liberia, for God's sake, Yeah, you're wondering why he's even allowing that. To play over here. Well, he's, he's he's to grow, you must fail. Yeah. He's allowed because he was born here, and he's a citizen. And no, 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 no. I'm saying why, why Why his father would allow this to happen when you're I the president. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I'm a big believer in immigration. Let everybody come in. This kid, though, was playing here because his dad was an athlete. He's now the president of Liberia. We can't take credit for him. Our hockey, our soccer development can't take credit for him and by the way he's now playing on a high international level at paris saint germain okay in the french league which is better than the msl 
but we want to take credit for him as an 18-year-old phenomenon of U.S. soccer. That's not our culture. That's unacceptable, 100%. So, in other words, it's, uh, you know, we're, um, we're, we're stealing players from Liberia in order to have a decent soccer team in a country of 350 million people. We can't develop our own, right? Well, we need help to beat Trinidad and Tobago. And Tobago. Well, and then even then we couldn't do it. So Serena uh, gets through the first round of the French Open by beating uh, Pliskova, who's a pretty good player and a, and a seeded player. Uh, she uh, 13 aces and uh, wins uh, in, uh, did she win in straight sets? Yeah, she beats her. And next she's going to play Ashley Barty the, uh, in the 17th seed. But the big story on Serena today is her Basically, one-piece rubber suit that she wore <laughs> to uh, play in. Yep. A, uh, we've never seen anything like this in women's tennis or men's tennis or any kind of tennis. And uh, it's uh, I, I just I wish she wouldn't wear it because what she's doing to Kenny. She's uh, ruined his concentration he on walked. all other. He used to be a fine, responsible traffic journalist, but now, <laughs> all, he can do, to his craft. now all he can do is watch a replays of constantly watch replays of Serena playing tennis. He did walk out of the studio after I did that news story last hour and said, I need to go take a shower. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's a Chiefs lineman named Laurent Duvarney uh, Tardif, mm-hmm. and he comes from. Uh, he's a Canadian, right? A French Canadian, uh, and he just graduated from. He he just got out of McGill University in Montreal as a doctor, medical school. He wow. is a. Uh, he is now a medical doctor. Uh, Did you say not, former? Is he an active player? He's an active player. Wow. He's with them. But uh, he was a drafted in the sixth round in 2014. He was a uh, starter. And uh, all the while, he's gone back and forth between football and his medical studies. He has been a football season a starter during the season and a medical student for a few months afterward. Does that mean he missed organized team workouts? <laughs> he, how could he do that? Oh, he can't. Organized team activities? They're essential. Isn't it organized team activities? Or organized team Why activities. Why isn't it yeah. organized team workouts? Because that would be OTW. I know, but uh, <laughs> that's what it should be. But anyway, I think this is terrible because the kid is not obviously concentrated. He's not focused fully on, on football. football. <laughs> he went and got his medical degree and is now a doctor. It's... That's not what we need in the NFL. No. We need perfect attendance and organized team uh, activities. Yes. I just don't understand, and and I'm not trying to tell this kid what to do with his life, but you're getting a medical degree here. Like yeah, you're, you're gonna, you got to change yeah, but some great things can, here, but you're going to go and play football. It's from Canada. The good thing is we have, but the good thing is we have international. Uh, we have uh, not international. We have uh, a total health care up in Canada, so the doctors are kind of on a, on a salary. So uh, he's probably going to yeah, make more. Sense. But he also could go up there and play in the Canadian Football League, and, uh, and him and Johnny treat, uh, yeah, kind of the same cat. So anyway, <laughs> congratulations to him, and it's uh, great to see. But again, by the way, Anthony Barr still no show, right? Yep. Uh, Anthony's. Uh, yeah, are are I don't we? Have seen him yet? Are we OTA in it this week, or is it off, or do we know what's going on? 
We it must be. Well, we probably got the Memorial Day weekend off, but now we're going to There's probably OTA something because you know something the NFL more. finds a way to just get mm-hmm. themselves. Well, there's this, they're practicing week. this week. They're taking a roll of uh, roll call on who plans to protest and who doesn't, and then they're going to work out how you run now, into the stadium. Uh, they're going to take them down to the U.S. Bank Stadium and see if there's a way for players who don't stand for the anthem to sneak in without being booed. Right? Yeah. Now <laughs> you can sneak them. They can probably sneak them through that bar, right? Yeah, where but they, then where they dragged that's where all the, the field a couple his, of years with ago. With a shattered knee. Yeah. Uh, but but isn't because it's accessible and it's also there's there's cameras in there. So that's the last place you yeah, would want okay. to walk it through, mm-hmm. wouldn't you? If you're yeah, if you're a guy true. that wanted to protest. Yeah, we'll have to figure. They should uh, get people who are around uh, when Danny was coaching, and we sneaked uh, Eric Gulliford onto the field at the old dome to catch that pass against the Packers. Remember? That? Yeah, they ran him out on the sideline. Yeah, right? they ran him down the sidelines, <laughs> hit him behind uh, cheerleaders, and ran him out on the field. Packer fans, I wrote. A, did I tell you I wrote a column on this? Uh, I remember diagram. you bringing it up. We did a diagram. Okay, on how Denny blocked out the blocked out uh, Quadre Quadre. Okay, Ismail Quadre because yeah. Bull Gulliford came on, and how we ran him down the sidelines. And he hid he hid behind Denny and some other big players. What we had Quadres, and then he <laughs> then Gulliford went down and he sneaked in through the cheerleaders, and we showed this all on a diagram. You know. And ran it in the paper. Pretty and, easy to hide him behind Denny, too. And right? over in uh, uh, some... Packerland? We had pack people in Packerland taking it seriously. Oh, my God. Indeed, we did sneak him off the field. <laughs> well, thank God that was pre-internet days, too, because you would have been contacted by Packer faithful who, all over the who place. Who was that? McMahon, right? Yeah, it was Jimmy threw McMahon. Jimmy oh, yeah. Threw it up in the air, and they <laughs> kicked a field. Only pass uh, Gulliford ever caught, right? Are you serious? I think I, yeah, I think so. that's right. Yeah. That was the only pass the he, only, ever only he ever Good caught. Good kid. Secret kid. weapon. That's what he was. We <laughs> cheated. There's no doubt about it. We. That's what we do. We cheat when we play the Packers. We'll be back. Let's hear the boys' daily complaints. Uh, what do you got, Rivers? Oh, I'm kicking it well, off. Well, yeah. We got that's the, true. Well, we got to go by the rotation, man. Uh, a really quick two-part. Michael McGivern on Twitter tweeted this yesterday, and I retweeted it. LeBron James has played in 183 more playoff games than the Minnesota Timberwolves franchise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I love that so much. Uh-huh. And also, by number. the way, the most noted LeBron hater, Skip Bayless. Stop, Skip. He what's, said, what's LeBron he sure did have a lot of help tonight. Oh. Look, Skip, you're drunk. <laughs> go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some go point. to be- go to bed. Skip. You know, right. I, I, I had to give up on Kevin Love after about two years. You know, that's <laughs> it. It's time to it's time to give up. What uh, do you got? My daily complaint is uh, expands even more on the NBA. Okay, people, listen. The NBA is not fixed. <laughs> oh, really? It's not rigged. Okay? Why would it be they're fixed? Not, they're not. They're not. No, they're not. Adam Silver is not fixing for the Houston Rockets to miss twenty-seven consecutive three-point shots. Okay, <laughs> Who, why? there are people well, that they said they had to fix people, to have the two best teams because play? it's the Cavs and the Warriors again yeah, for the fourth okay. year. Oh, the NBA's rigged. It's fixed. It's manufactured. Just I saw somebody on Twitter people. saying, "Man, I wish it'd been Sacramento and Brooklyn. That would have been so well, much fun." I tweeted this out <laughs> last night. The arguably the greatest player in league history has owned the Charlotte. Hornets slash Bobcats for almost a decade, and they've been completely irrelevant ever yes. since he bought the team. So it's not rigged, people. And my uh, uh, complaint is uh, real simple: the three-point shot. Get rid of it. <laughs> it sucks. And uh, when I'm it commissioner, sucks. it's gone. 
All right. Hey, soccer, uh, the Adrian Heath Show on the way.